0: Hey guys, thanks for sticking with me through the ad. I uh, I appreciate it. Someone's got to back up the Brinks truck to my house. Um, <laughs> I had to take a couple weeks off from doing the show just because I had finals and work and all kinds of other crap, but um, we're back. I've got a couple really good episodes coming out the next couple weeks. Uh, my guest today is my dear friend, Mike McNeil. He's been my one of my best friends for five years or so now, and and we just have a really good time together. We try not to take each other too seriously. And, and the show is all about you know pop culture and Avengers. There's no spoilers, but uh, we had a really good time chatting. He uh, brings a lot of fun into my life, and I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, Mike McNeil.
1: Okay, I think we're live. All right. Mike, I'm so hyped to do this episode <laughs> with you, dude. <laughs> Like I was saying, I hate listening to my voice, so I don't know you're gonna like, s- what it's going to sound like. But I'm you're, willing to do. You're going to sound like Rico Suave,
0: all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as a, we just got back I'm from happy dinner to be here. Yeah, we uh, Chipotle was good, by the way. <sighs> Dude, God bless Chipotle. It's mm-hmm. so good every time. I always think
1: like, man, it doesn't sound that good.
0: And then I every go. Every time like, you
1: go, it's like, and I wasn't starving. It's a perfect meal if you're not really that hungry, but want something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm no, I'm stoked to have you here. It's uh we've been friends for so long. We have like, been friends for a while. So I guess okay, so just for the <laughs> for the viewers <laughs> we became roommates just randomly when we were living um at King Henry. Luck of the draw. Total luck of the draw. Cause CJ was the only one I knew. Yeah. And um yeah, it was five others. And yeah, we just totally hit it off and Rest is history, as they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grooms him at my wedding. We've gotten... Many of
0: us have gone to jail. We haven't been bailed to bail... Have to bail each other out. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. But, yeah. Give it I, time. The I think this this will be a good episode. Um, like I said earlier, like... We we just like to shoot the crap. Like, living we together... Just, we, we run together our mouths.
1: For, <laughs> yeah. We just... We just fire away. Yeah, this will be... Guns blazing.
0: This is a totally unscripted episode. I know the last couple ones have been... Um, we kind of knew what we were going like to go Like
1: a and a type thing. Yeah, like a and a but, you know. I know, I feel bad for not listening to the other ones. I promise I'm going to start now. It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> I had every intention to listen to the other. There's been two, right? Yeah. Two others. Yeah. Oh,
0: th- well, you did the other one today, too. Yeah, I'm trying to build out a pipeline of what I'm going to do them, but anyway. Um, so we were at dinner, and you were talking about... We didn't get too much into it, but the Avengers. Okay, so I, wanna, I just want to <laughs> start out... <laughs> When when one of us says something that the other person can't stand or wants to talk about, you
1: know, it just makes me laugh. Okay, so here's the and for all the viewers listening who might be huge fans of them, I'm sure it's everyone because I feel like I'm the only one. Dude, same. Who doesn't care at all about it? Well, don't hate me for this. Did you see it?
0: No, no, no. I'm that's uh, that's why I named it. Don't hate me for this, so I can preface it. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Sorry, I should have gotten that. So, I was talking to my room. So I have so the two guys I live with, my roommates, are obsessed with it, and they went and saw it like on opening night and that whole thing. And so I was talking to them the other night, and I was like, "So what is it about it that's just like?" I, I was just asking all these questions because you hear like I've heard and like you hear Aquaman and like all this, and they're they it's this very like specific. You know, oh, that's part of DC. Like, DC and Marvel, they're two very different entities, if you will. Yeah. Like, apparently DC is, like, the really dark one. And Marvel's kind of more, like, the kid-friendly, like family-friendly family friendly one. But it's, sh- like, everywhere I go, I cannot stop hearing about the Avengers. And I, I really feel kind of like the odd man out. Because I'm <laughs> the only one, I feel, in the world who could care less. Couldn't care less. I, I, yeah, you hate when I say that. <laughs> <But> couldn't care <laughs> less yeah. about the Avengers.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I, it's not, I like that people, I love how much people love it. Like, I, I have friends that I work with that are very passionate about it. And they've, like, said, okay, you gotta watch from here, this movie to this movie, to this movie. And like, it's such an amazing story. And while I'm not discrediting, like, how amazing of a story it is, like, it's taken 10 years for him to get to this point. Like,
1: Right, like get on
0: with it. Like yeah. I, I don't, I can't personally watch 22 movies.
1: No, and that's what that's that. what they were telling me is that apparently there were some movie theaters that screened all 22 I movies <laughs> in a row, and it was like a 72 hour period. Yeah, that's insane. And they had like unlimited food, and I'm asking like, so where did they like sleep? But and obviously, the you didn't just stay up for 72. Hours. I hope you didn't stay up for uh, 72 hours. I'm straight. sure people slept in the theater. People but go were, hardcore. Yeah, I, well, these fans are
0: and, like insane. I was t- I was just telling on the the last show I did with, with my buddy Tyler. Like, like I miss when you would like wait and like till midnight to go see it because uh-huh. like that way you could like build like the fun. Like you go with your friends and you yeah. wait outside the theater. I, know. I did that
1: with Harry Potter. Yeah,
0: I did that with Harry. Mm-hmm. I did that with Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last one I did. But I don't know. I just like miss that. I think like people these days and kids these days growing up will never know. Like the fun of like going out late to – like last I, last midnight movie I saw was the first Avengers and I got home like 3.45 or probably no, closer to five because it's like well, a three-hour yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: this last one was like three hours apparently. Yeah. So like I, I know it bothers you. Like what? <laughs> okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't really bother – like I don't personally have a problem with it but it's like I just feel like I'm the only one who doesn't care and I feel like the more hype that I hear about it, the less I want to see. Yeah. And I, I actually did see one of the Thors. I got dragged to it by one of my friends. <laughs> so, so I went and it was, I think it was the second one, whichever one came out in like, I think it was like 2013, 2014, one of those, whichever Thor came out and it was insufferable. <laughs> I, two minutes into the movie. You're telling me you you're not a Hemsworth fan? Two minutes into the movie, I pull out my phone. I'm on IMDb looking up the film because it tells you how many minutes it is. And so I'm like, oh, okay, it's, you know, 122 minutes or whatever. <laughs> and I literally start the countdown <laughs> on my phone. And the entire movie, I'm like, okay, only 57 minutes left. Could not have gotten out of there fast <laughs> I Well, and I hadn't seen the first one. I didn't know the characters. So that's I, and so I that, can... that didn't help. But apparently when my roommates were like, oh, that one that you saw was like the worst one. And I was like, oh, well, "Well, something tells me, me that me, but
0: there's chances are I didn't just see the worst one out of all 22."
1: Yeah, well, the um, worst Thor yeah. is what they were
0: saying. Dude, I liken it to, and I want to come back to that, but I liken it to Lost for us because oh we were gosh. we are uh, we were obsessed Lost, with Lost for like the a year. Oh yeah, I remember. I loved so much like watching you react to loss for the first time but i know people that hate it because they're like it's six seasons it's I like so i was talking so to long. someone at
1: work a few days ago who were like yeah i watched the first two seasons and then i stopped I was like, "How do you stop watching after I, the second I, season?" I agree,
0: but I think that's—I think that's what like the Marvel universe is, though. Like,
1: yeah, and I get it; I totally respect it, but it's just—it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, Lost is so. Yeah. Lost was the only fun fact. I've never really binge watched a show until Lost. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you, you watch like a couple yeah. episodes of The Office here and there. Um, Friday afternoon was when we watched. No, uh-huh. was when I saw the first one. We started one. the first episode. Friday afternoon to Sunday night, I watched 22 episodes. <laughs> and this That's was... That's 22 episodes in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. I remember and coming home from right work, work one day. Finals, and I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't have done this <laughs> right before finals, but... I came home from work you're like, hey, I'm on season
0: three. I'm like, how are you already <laughs> on season three? <laughs> But oh that's, that's, that show is one of the greatest. The greatest show of all time in my I opinion. think it's a little bit slept on. And I want to ask you, like, you hate, you part of the reason you can't stand, like, the, the whole Marvel thing is because it's so, like, overhyped,
1: right? Well, well, yeah, and it's just, like, the whole superhero thing. I'm like, really? Isn't that a little shy? I don't know. I, I, I think back to when I was in Brazil on my mission, there was a guy in one of my wards. Like, a, he was, like, married, had kids who had, like, all the action figures <laughs> in his room. And the only thing he could talk about was... The Vengadores, which is the Avengers in Portuguese. I, I remember, like, aren't we a little old? This was a guy in his 30s. I was like, aren't we maybe a little old for this? I don't know. That's that's just my take.
0: Yeah, but I think, I and mean, I, if you're passionate about, like, I, I love Lego. Like, I love to build. You know, yeah. like, I don't think I'll ever grow out of that. I mean, am I obsessed with it to that point? No. But, like, I try, and I, I see what you're saying. Like, aren't we a little old for this? Yeah. But at the same time, I try to keep, like... I try to realize like I'm a child too. Yeah,
1: and you know, everyone has an inner child. Like I still, you know, fanboy over Harry Potter, of course. Sure. And I'm and I'm the whole superhero like franchise, I'm just not really into. But when it comes to like the spy movies, like James Bond, like the Ocean's Eleven, like that's like my whole shtick. So So what's a slept on movie that you think more people should like? Orange County. which we watched a couple if months ago. If you haven't again.
0: seen it, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't seen Orange County, it has Jack Black in it. It's it's like
1: an indie kind of film. Yeah, if, uh, it feels like but something that would great come out cast. at cast John Lithgow. Yeah, it feels Colin like something Haze. that would come out at like Sundance. Yeah. But it's freaking hilarious, it's hilarious. dude. You're right. That's a My cousin down, really. showed it to me when I was like in high school and oh my gosh, I've never laughed harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. I think it's on Amazon Prime still. Too, it is. Right. Yeah.
0: There's some bangers on Amazon right now. I know. I I don't know what we. I mean, I know what we did before we had Amazon and Netflix. That life sucked, dude. Like having to sit through ads and then I know like fast forward and like if you're not on the couch, like I'm watching the show without you, and you yeah. had to just like haul butt and like yeah. hurdle over the back of the well, couch and to I catch your back, show.
1: I think back of like when we would have to actually wait a week. Four oh my gosh. Episodes to come out of I you know because I watched The Office when it was airing and yeah I started watching it like w- during its second season when it was on air.
0: I watched the first four seasons of Lost on DVD and I had to watch the last two with a week in between. And I remember being legitimately like not mentally
1: like I was I was sad. Oh, yeah. My dad watched the whole thing when it was on like started from the very beginning and he I mean and think of like the season finales like I mean you go the entire summer. I remember the season finale of The Office. You know, was it the second season when Jim and Pam kiss and all that? I remember thinking, I have to wait like four, five months to find <laughs> yeah. out what happened. Like I couldn't. Yeah, uh,
0: but like I think of watching Lost. Like I would rather die than not watch the next episode
1: right now and I find know. out what happens. I mean, like a, you can't, you can't resist. <laughs> yeah. It's just all there. It's like an availability thing. Yeah, but I've been reading lately. Okay, so we all know about the Disney streaming thing that's coming out at the end of the year. Um, My in-laws are hyped about it. I actually think they're big Disney fans. No, and I like Disney too. Yeah, and it's only—I think it's only going to be like five or six bucks a month if you do like the year thing, which, which isn't like terrible.
0: It's not terrible, and unless you're like me, who like I couldn't care less about like old Disney movies. Yeah, like the entire collection is going to be on there, which is cool. But Disney also owns like. Disney owns Star Wars. Oh yeah, and like they own so many things. And that They you own can't... Marvel, right? I think they do own Marvel. That's what I, I they know. Do.
1: Yeah, I think they do. Dude, that movie made so much freaking money. Oh, um, like, I what was the, what's the highest grossing film of all time? Is it Avatar? No, it's been past. It's been past, that know. was one. I'll that, look it up. That was it at one point. I'll look and it up. I think up. before that it was like Titanic or something. But I mean, this new Endgame. I mean, it has. There's no question. It's going to be like the biggest box office hit of forever. oh yeah
0: yeah it's gone with the wind is the highest grossing movie of all well, time okay. adjusted okay. for inflation
1: well that's probably like in its longevity i've never but even seen but maybe not the wind. i'm talking about maybe like box office i don't know this but is like
0: yeah Released in 1939. I've never... I've actually never seen Savo- it. I haven't either. Still holds the top spot for box office dollars with a grand total of 1.8 million... Or 1.8 billion. Yeah, adjusted for inflation. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it still holds true, which I
1: believe, because, I mean, that... It's a classic movie. I know my aunt watches it, like, every... I think they play <laughs> it, like, every 4th of July on, like, Turner Classic Movies or whatever, and she watches it, like, every 4th of July. I've kind of been... That's hilarious. It, but, no, but what I was saying was... Um, so from what I, so this thing that I was reading the other day is apparently the office is now mm-hmm. being, you know, considered being taken off Netflix by NBC because they want to start their own streaming. Yeah. End of 2021. Now. Yeah, when they so so now my question is, so is every, you know, media outlet just going to start their own streaming? And because, you know, CBS does it now mm-hmm. where like you have to pay HBO, HBO, Netflix. Obviously Hulu and and Amazon, but, and now Disney, but now is NBC going to start their own one? They're going to take the office off that probably and friends too, which I don't watch, but that's a hugely popular one. I think,
0: I think it'll happen. Like I, I like to think of music streaming. I think it'll happen the opposite way of music streaming where at first, like Spotify was like really like the only one to do it. Or Well, Pandora first, right? But they were more of radio. But like subscription-based Spotify was like the OG of streaming music. Yeah. And then you had, you know, Apple Music and then Tidal and all these yeah. different ones jumping in. And now so like... Spotify it's, was the first? It's, it's like one of the first.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I ever knew that. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, I use it. I love it Spotify. It was by
0: far the most popular to like to start out. I mean, it, it might not have been like the first, but but now you look at like all of these different outlets have, have started to emerge. But eventually, like, you're starting to see, like, Apple Music and Spotify are really, like, converging, and there's only, like, really two options. Yeah. And I think the same thing is going to happen with streaming, where, like, at first it was all of these different channels, all these broadcast mm-hmm. networks were all over everything, whether you had Comcast or, or you know, Cox Communications, whatever it may be. And now they're on Hulu, Amazon, you know, Netflix.
1: Yeah,
0: And all of these, these little branches are going to start coming out. Um, but I think a re- eventually, like they'll start to merge back into like one or two different platforms again. Like, I hope so. Cause I think
1: eventually they'll, they'll understand like,
0: you I mean, know, Netflix. We can't, spends, we can't
1: keep, you know, spending, you know, six bucks a month on this one, seven bucks a month on that. Exactly. Otherwise, I mean, you might as well Every, just go back to cable.
0: Yeah. It's everything's going to, everything's going to fall because of it. Like if it's too, if it's too dispersed. Yeah. Membership is going to fall on everything. And I think some of the big hitters like Netflix or Amazon are going to, are going to repurchase the rights to those things. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be integrated into, um, like the apps. What I think is interesting is VidAngel, angel. Yeah. Cause what VidAngel has done is, is taken their model from like <laughs> renting DVDs or they had um, a physical copy, but you could, you know, digitally like you stream it. To, yeah. And you would pay for that, that one copy and they would have a physical one on hand for you. And then you'd sell it back for a dollar. Right. And filter yeah. it. Cause but, that's when I, cause when we like first did it, that's, that's how it was. That was their model. And they obviously got sued and I lost a bunch of money from investing in them. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Um but Little tidbit. Little tidbit, tidbit for the listeners. <laughs> um, sorry, Piam. I lost a bunch of my dad's money too. <laughs> um, but like you're now looking at it where they are integrating it with all these different platforms and filtering all their content in one place. So I think eventually it's going to be centralized again. I just don't know.
1: How long until that happens? Yeah, because it's it's one of those things where you know it was kind of a novelty idea at first with Netflix. You know the the idea of binge watching. Yeah. Then Hulu came along. Then um, Amazon. And then and, Amazon. Know. So you know now it's kind of becoming like a dime a dozen type thing. But I don't know. I really hope that it does become more streamlined. Yeah. Just so we can, just so just so we don't have to, you know, have our eggs in all these different baskets when it comes to streaming.
0: Yeah. For those of you listening, if you hear little kids running around and jumping <laughs> up and down, it's, my neighbors above me are so freaking loud. I think they own a daycare. And this goes on. Is that legal? I don't think so. But they're really it, nice. So I'm not going to call the police.
1: It's probably... <laughs> But dude, I'll be up. It's, it's probably like an under the table type. Oh, you know, I'll watch yeah, the kids. Yeah, it's, it's got This is a Saturday night. Yeah. And um, mom and dad should be home from work right now. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> what their excuse is. Dude,
0: I'll be I'll be up at like 11:30 doing whatever I've been doing at 11:30, and I'll hear <laughs> little feet patter, and then boom, 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 and the parent <laughs> chasing the kid down the hallway. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh uh, man. Anyway, Provo, Utah. I gotta get out of this place. <laughs> I, I really am excited to to move to Lehigh. I I've been here for a long time. I think my time is up. I'm starting to lose my patience with Utah County. How's yeah, the traffic in Lehigh?
1: Uh, it's not is great. It better than here? Uh
0: yeah. I if you're going in and out of like the Silicon Slopes area, it can be pretty hairy. But most of the day, it's pretty
1: good. I mean, I feel like I mean driving here in Provo, I feel like I can't even turn left anymore. Yeah. And there's so much construction on – everywhere you drive, there's construction. Yeah, it's constant. It's it's never ending. Like they finish one thing and you're like, oh, phew. Like they finish this and then they're on to another street like right next to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't wait. But
0: anyway, I know we're both really big into pop culture and I know we wanted to touch on on, – Recently, the Honor Code Office at BYU. For those who mm. aren't familiar, yeah. the Honor Code Office is BYU has its own uh, standards for its students um, based on the principles of, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is who sponsors the school.
1: Um, and recently, there's been stuff coming out about Mike. You you you're a BYU well, student, like yeah. so. I you know I gr- went to BYU, graduated. I'm a proud alumni. Um, and recently what's been coming out there, I, I don't know if it started with this Instagram account, but there's an Instagram account that people send in their anonymous stories um, of their dealings with the honor code office and then it it just gets published on this Instagram page.
0: And the honor code office is, is who enforces the rules and right. they have the, they have the ability to... Like essentially kick people out of school yeah. for stuff like yeah. premarital
1: sex or drinking or drugs or staying yeah. out. It's it's there's some there's some crazy stuff. Well, and so what I think is when it gets hairy. I don't I don't disagree with the code of conduct Correct. at BYU. Yeah, but I think and I feel like most of the people don't. But it's just how it's enforced and all of the all of the problems that they've had with. The actual advisors or or counselors, I don't know what their title, uh, what their titles are, who work in the office. And so when it first came out, I was like, oh, you know, what now? Oh, let me, you know, they, people want beards. They don't want to enforce the shaving thing again. You know, this this has been going on forever. And then I kind of find out, I start finding out more about these horror stories of these students Mm -hmm. um, about just how they were treated and they were threatened and a lot of them, you know, were, were browbeat into going into the office by some of their bishops and which who were ecclesiastical leaders in the church. And I feel like if and fellow you're students, yeah, students, like they're friends. Yeah. And people turning each other in and all that. And so I really feel like if you are having issues, you need to just deal with that with your bishop and your church leaders. And I, I feel like that should really remain separate from. BYU and, you know, other church schools. Um so, so you know, don't if, I think that the honor code office should be able to kick people out for Well, uh, under certain circumstances I do. If they are, you know, openly rebelling, openly rebelling against the church or the school, you know, if there's any type of violence or sexual assault that's, you know, Yeah, very Yeah, stuff like Stuff like that. But where you would be kicked out of any school for yeah, but stuff like that. But really, and it it just kind of hit me because um, I was talking to a guy a couple weeks ago um, I know, and he was telling me he kind of confided in me that he um, you know was at BYU. He was dating a girl. They you know ended up messing around or whatever. He went to the bishop, and you know was pretty much forced into going into the honor code office. And so um, he goes in, and they're you know threatening to expel him, and you know all this horrible stuff. And he told me, he's like, you know, I've never dealt with anxiety in my life. um, But I literally had a panic attack, you Mm -hmm. know, just thinking about, you know, what would happen if I did get kicked out, you know, my schooling, my future, it affects my entire life. And I totally, and I totally sympathized with him. And for me, it's just, it really does make me sad because, you know, ironically, I've never felt more safe and, you know, felt like. I was, you know, a part of something more than my experience at BYU. Yeah. And, you know, I never felt unsafe. I always felt um, like I had people I could talk to, you know, professors and friends. And I had had such a great experience and it was such a great environment for me. And so it does really make me sad that it hasn't been for some people because I couldn't imagine what it would have been like for me if I were in that circumstance. And it still is to me you know, one of my favorite places on earth and, you know, a safe place. And I, it's, it's like a Nirvana kind of to me in a way, because I had so many good experiences met some of the most awesome people I've ever met. Um, and it like, it helps shape like who you are. Oh yeah, like. absolutely. So it does really make me sad that that's going on. But I think the good news is that they hired some new, um, director of the office who started months ago And I guess he's been a lot better. So I don't know what they're going to end up doing with the other counselors. I think they should probably just clean house, keep him, of course, Um, because I've heard and a lot of the students who wrote in said that, yeah, I, I met with him, but it was a really good experience. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been interesting to read about. It does make me sad though, that some students have been
0: victimized. Yeah, it's hard because like I know some people have been victimized, but I also know that some people legitimately have been breaking the rules. And, right, and
1: it and, it doesn't and they get away with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think the honor code has definitely like swept things under the
1: rug. Like the honor code office is is not
0: it's not consistent. That's my problem.
1: Yeah, and you know you read stories about you know these guys who you know went in for you know messing around with their girlfriends or whatever, and their counselor is this pervy old lady who they're having to describe in detail what happened multiple times, both written and verbally. And it's like, uh, who does that help? I know. I don't get it. I don't either. Go UVU. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's any single perfect solution. I mean, I think BYU yeah, it's hiring. It's a very, that it's
1: you. a very heated topic and you know, I don't know all the facts, but that's my two cents. Yeah. I hope, I think they're probably going to do like a committee and they'll probably, I think they're meeting with students now from, from what the university's has released. Um, That's good. And hopefully in the coming months, they'll just make better adjustments. I I really do think that BYU listens to the students. Um, I think they have a great overall, you know, administration um, aside from the honor code office. And so I really think that it will be fixed in the end, but I recognize that it's been really tough for some people and that does make me sad. Yeah. Speaking okay, so speaking of just switching topics here, <laughs> we've never really discussed the whole college admission thing. Oh with my gosh, Aunt Becky from Full House, Aunt Becky,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, I don't know. You might know more about it than I do. I I was r- briefly reading about it. The only thing I remember thinking was like, I'm not surprised. Like I'm living not in, living in oh. Georgia and seeing like how parents like manage like hover over their children our mm-hmm. helicopter moms mm-hmm. and making sure their kids get into good schools like it does not shock me one bit that some of these people were spending thousands of dollars to oh, hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands it doesn't surprise yeah. me at all no and like i i don't i don't know how i feel like i really if i was a student that was like denied a spot at harvard and found out this was going on i'd be pissed but as an outsider i'm like I know. I don't really care. I think it's kind of funny, but it's like,
1: (laughs) well, it's it's, it's screwed up for sure. It is. And I think, I honestly think this is probably like the biggest scandal to hit Hollywood since like all the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Oh my god. And I think, I think it's just going to keep coming out. I think that there are going to be other people who, you know, are investigated and it, it, you know, it comes out that they bribed their... Little honey into getting into the best school, you know, top program or whatever. Yeah. But this is my question. So I guess in the in the Lori Laughlin case, so she and her husband, they have two daughters, I guess they're like Instagram influencers or whatever. They paid a grand total of500,000 dollars, <laughs> and it, they ended up getting indicted. I think mostly because it was tax evasion because they wrote it off as like a charitable donation or whatever. But in reality it went to some guy who um, they, it was just this whole like debacle. They, they took pictures of their daughters and then like photoshopped them so they could get into like the rowing team. And what? yeah. And so, and, and then, so they got accepted to USC under the pretenses of, Oh, I'm going to be on the crew team. Yeah. And so my, okay. But my question is, oh, and then you see, you see these girls' videos on YouTube and they're like, yeah, I never really wanted to go to college, but you know, all this stuff's coming out. This is before all that happened. So it's like living proof that, you know, mommy and daddy just wanted them to get into SC. Um, but here's my question. Obviously their friends, Mm -hmm. these girls' friends and these other kids' friends have to know, or have to be at least wondering how did they get into oh, you know usc 100%. or stanford or whatever school it was oh if one of my jack a friends got into harvard i'd be
0: like uh no listen harvard yeah, i know I this school s- should not I be I going to the receipts <laughs> yeah well and
1: it's, it's like didn't didn't anyone like scratch their head at that thinking how did this person get in and you know yeah well i mean if i you mean d- there's if- some people who you know might appear kind of you know, airheaded or whatever, who were actually really book smart. Yeah. But these people's friends, I mean, they have to know, like they have to have a general idea of what their friends grades were, mm-hmm. like their work ethic when it came to studying. I,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I think I would ask questions, but honestly, like,
1: I think a lot of people just kind of figured they just,
0: they're like, it's well, it's gotta then, be shenanigans. Everyone's well, yeah. gotta know. Like,
1: yeah. And then I guess Dr. Dre in the midst of all that posted, you know, this picture of his daughter saying, My daughter got into USC and I didn't pay a dime for it. And then and then I guess people were pointing out he donated like a million dollars to the school and they had like a building named after him. Yeah. So maybe he didn't directly pay for Yeah, he didn't write a check to admission. For some guy to, you know, get her in, but you know, indirectly, yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that she got <laughs> might have gotten in due to that little donation. Yeah, that little like, that little philith, philith, what's the word? philanthropy. Phil- yeah, the little philanthropy. Philanthropic. Uh huh. Donation from Doctor. Gosh. So yeah, it's but I mean she did get in. Like I guess so, and I'm I, she might be a smart girl. I don't know,
0: but I don't know if my parents have Doctor Dre money. I still would probably be at UVU doing the same shiz <laughs> I'm doing now. <laughs> Dude, Honestly. we we are seven days away from new Justin Bieber music. I know this is a, what? A, a crappy segue. Yeah.
1: Did you not know that? Oh, okay. I saw that Instagram post. Was it today? And he, it was just like the number seven.
0: Yeah. For those of you what, who don't was, know Mike and Sam's... Uh, we, we, have a, we have a mild obsession with just mild. Justin Bieber's
1: music. Dude, he's, he's just so his. underrated. Well, I think he was overrated, but he was. And like during the whole like, baby, baby, (laughs) baby, I mean, I couldn't have cared less about him, but then he drops purpose and I'm like, hold up, hold up. Yeah, dude. This isn't bad. It's a collaboration with Ed Sheeran, allegedly. So I think I saw that this morning. You know how when you wake up and you're like scrolling through Instagram, but you're super tired, you see things, but it doesn't really quite register. I think that's what happened this morning. I saw the post because I follow him yeah and i was like oh cool and then i like logged it away and hadn't thought about it till now yeah
0: dude it's about freaking time so is
1: it a single or an album or i'm what? What i'm you betting were...
0: it's a single <laughs> because i yeah i bet it's says he's just gonna drop a single and then well and maybe... that's what taylor swift is doing too taylor swift's got new music coming out because it'll be right in time for the new grammy cycle
1: oh yeah well i feel like summer's a good time to Summer's always a good time to drop new music. But him and Sh- Ed Sheeran have collaborated before. Because well, Ed, Ed Sharon wrote... Um, love Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of the Grammys... I'm excited.
0: Who's going to take one this year?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't I know. I love that all we'd love to talk about is pop culture. Mm-hmm. And music and... And petty... Pettiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gosh. What have been the big albums this year? I was, I was thinking about it earlier today. Like, I don't know... Well... Thank you. Next was pretty big. Ari's. Did Ari have. And and
0: she's she's got an album that came out. Yeah. Came out a
1: couple months ago. That was. That was huge. Um. And that was amazing because she. She. Dropped. That one album like in August. And then. Dropped this one like. Four or five months later. Yeah. I think artists
0: have a. Have a pipeline of music like. Some do like
1: that goes. Like years out. Well, yeah, and basically, like, from what I've read in an interview, she was like, I don't want to follow, like, the model of, okay, I release an album, then I tour, then I mm-hmm. wait a year or two, and then I release another album. She's like, I just want to drop music when I make it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see anything It's, like, it's
1: kind of like what, I, I feel like it's a lot of what rappers do. Like, they just kind of drop it and... You yeah. know, they don't follow this format uh, and this formula of you know, oh, I I release a single, then I maybe release another one, then I drop the whole album, and then this. Yeah,
0: know? I think once you get to Ariana's level, like the she corporate do
1: anything she wants. Yeah, the
0: corporate machine doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like I know some uh, some artists are like on a contract, like especially like newer artists they get signed, and like like Blackbear for example, he had an album that he wanted to put out and then he got signed and the label's like, no, it's not good enough. So we had to, he had to push it back like six months to go read through it. Well, yeah, at first,
1: I mean, you're just like enslaved to these. Yeah. And you have to put out a record every two
0: years and then you Mm -hmm. tour and then, and then they pressure you to do another one. Yeah. But I also think that is kind of good. I think that's good for music because it's not, it's not like as fabricated And, and Ed Sheeran put it really well. He's like, You have to, he, he likens songwriting to like opening up like a, a faucet that's been plumbed for the first time. Like if you build a new house and you have this, this faucet, you open it, there's going to be mud running through it and you have to Mm -hmm. let it run for a while. And eventually it's going to get clear. Right. But eventually you're going to start taking that clear water for, for granted. Like Mm -hmm. that water is, you know, you're just like, Oh, it's, it's just there. Right. And that's kind of the same thing. Like he had that huge record, um, multiply like 2014 and he was Mm -hmm. like all over for years right yeah and then he bounced for like a year and a half right Mm -hmm. and then when he came back his record was i think better than it would have been if he had just kept kept writing songs and putting them out um so i think that like the supply and demand even does like apply to the music industry as well and i think of artists that that put records out like one after another after another like halsey like i think her music is significantly like degraded since she's started putting out records and, and I don't know mm-hmm. people will fiercely disagree with me,
1: but it just starts to sound like very like manufactured. After yeah. A while. Yeah. I totally get it. And well, and it, and then we see like the Jonas brothers now, like getting oh, my back goodness. together. Yeah. Are we going to go? They're coming to Vivint.
0: Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. actually I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sure we'll make our <laughs> mind up like two
1: days before and overpay yeah. for tickets. Like. <sighs> Probably. Yeah. But, okay, but when's Kanye's album going to drop? Because that dude, was supposed I, to drop in, like, November.
0: I don't know, dude. And I'm kind of bummed. Like, for a while, like, I really liked the last Kanye record I fell in love with. Well, 808s and Heartbreak, Like, 808s was, yeah. was, like, by far the greatest. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, um, Wash the Throne he did with Jay-Z. Yeah. Which was...
1: And then Wash and then the, then
0: the Throne, too. Home, yeah and wash of throne 2 was rumored for a while and it was supposed to become, it was supposed to come out last year and it never did. And I'm like, I'm really bummed. Like that record did a lot for me growing up. Like that's how, that was my like proper introduction to like hip hop and rap music. Mm-hmm. Like I listened to like Eminem records before and I wasn't allowed to listen to Eminem growing up. Um, <laughs> <'cause>, uh, <laughs> Why? Good, good old Robin. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like I think, I think hip hop is missing something that, like it hasn't had in a while. And I'm hoping that Kanye West brings back like, I don't know, just like 90s, like 808s. Yeah. He's so creative, but his stuff is still like. Well, and a lot of people didn't like the last
1: album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I can't, I can't, I can't I disagree with. But yeah. I mean, I I thought it was okay.
0: I mean, it was full of samples. Yeah. Um, and it was very, I don't know. Kanye does whatever the hell he wants, which <laughs> I like.
1: <laughs> I do respect that about him. No, I, but I've, I've been anxious for this one because, I, I don't know, I've heard that he, he traveled to Africa or something to like do research for like different sounds for yeah. it and like all this stuff, so I've been pretty hyped for it, but um, I don't know. I heard that it was going to be dropping in like November of, of 2018, and here we are in May and haven't got it yet. I don't know, maybe he's just perfecting it.
0: Well, the next thing he puts out will be perfect. That's what you that's what you can bank on with Kanye West is if if he put something out, he takes his time. Yeah. Right. And like even though the last record. Disappointed, it disappointed. Some people. Yeah, I don't think it was. It wasn't my cup of tea. But if you think if like if you listen through it, like it's very like sonically cohesive. Everything mm-hmm. like sounds good
1: together. And it's one of those records you can, you can listen top to bottom. Yeah. And you can tell in whatever song that he puts out that he did put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. it. Dude, you know what record I just
0: listened to and really was really impressed with was um, Mike Posner's new record. Really? Yeah, because he, he's got such an interesting story. Did you know he's walking across the United States of America? No. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's taking a full year. He's walking like 10 to 15 miles a okay, day. Okay,
1: that sounds like something Shia LaBeouf would do. <laughs> Let's be he's real. Like a the the music. whole like he will not divide us and like yeah. that stunt that he pulled where he had like a bag over his head and, and people were like, okay, you can come into the room, you can do whatever you want with me. Okay, that's not sketchy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he's a crazy person, but he he had like a his album starts with like like his introduction, he's like, hey, like People have been asking me like, what happened to me? Because like, he was really yeah. good friends with Avicii, and then Avicii died, and his dad died, and like, he had drug issues,
1: like all within like a well, two year period. Like, when I was in high school, he came. What was that one song, "Cooler Than Me," that was really popular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did okay. that, and then disappeared for like, oh my gosh, yeah. several years. And then he said, t- then he did. I took a pill in Ibiza, Ibiza, yeah, which got like, which was good, huge, and, and, that, and then like reintroduced him kind of back into the game.
0: It reintroduced him, and then like, he he, he talks about on his record how he like was a huge superstar. Right. Mm-hmm. But he like, that was never his intention was to do that. And like, he got caught up with a and, and got into drugs and, and then like, he just disappeared. And so many people were asking him like, well, what, like what happened? Like, why are you like, you could have had it all. Like you could have been a major superstar with this one and a half billion streams on Spotify, mm-hmm. which is, it's insane. Yeah. And he was on his record. He talks, he's like, I was never hoping to be who I become or who I became and it ruined a lot of my life. Um, and he talks about like how he wasn't around. Like his dad um, like had cancer and he wasn't around to deal with that. And like when a, when Avicii died, like he didn't know how to handle it. And, and, and all these different things. And, and his record is so different. But every single song like tells us an amazing story about like what he was going through at that time. And like one of his songs is titled like the date that his, his dad died. And he's got a recording on there of him like saying goodbye to his dad and then like writing a song Mm -hmm. about how like the day his dad died is like when he became a man and recognized that like there's more to life than being rich and popular Mm -hmm. and, and having the hottest women and and all these things. Yeah. And it's just a really, it's a refreshing, very like
1: authentic. Yeah. It's
0: authentic and it's refreshing because like you just hear all these records about, you know, doing drugs and, and, and how like they've made so much money and, and like I don't feel like yeah. anyone's writing authentically climbing. anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I and, and even Ariana Grande's song Seven Rings." Like as much mm. as I love the beat and it, like it, it slaps. It's, yeah, but like it's it's it feels shallow, materialistic. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I'm not into that. Like, well, and it's like what they say: wealth basically just magnifies what you already are. So and, if and you're who a su- you are, yeah, yeah. So if you're a super selfish person and you become rich, you're just going to be more selfish. If you're a really you know charitable and giving person, you're just going to be more, become more charitable after you get money.
0: Yeah. And that's what I like about his, his, about Mike Posner is that he's like, he's had it all. And he's still like, I'm, st- I'm going to do what I want to do. And so he's, <laughs> he's legitimately like walking across America to like find out who he is. He's playing like free shows on college campuses. He's, he's like invited everyone wow. and anyone. He's like, Hey, like I'm walking from, from, you know, Salt Lake on I-15 to Provo tomorrow. Like come walk with me, come join me. He's like, don't be an a hole. I'm not going to feed you, and no drugs allowed. Other than that, like, come hang out with me. Like, come chat with me. Like, let's walk. Wow. And it's. I think it's like. It's really cool to see someone doing like. It is kind of weird, and yeah, he's kind weird. of a funny. He's a f- And at first, you'd probably think it was like some stunt for yeah. publicity. And and I'm part of me is like, yeah. I mean, he does probably want to sell records, but the dude's got plenty of money, and he's made it perfectly clear. He's like, my my goal isn't to sell records. Like, my goal is to put out music that I love. And that hopefully people can listen to and, and learn something from and play music for people. Like, and I, I really like that. And like, I, f- I feel like, like doing my podcast, I've kind of tried to feel the same way about it it's like, I'm going to just be creative. And like, it gives me that outlet to like have fun and mm-hmm. like have conversations yeah. that I probably wouldn't otherwise have. And like, if I make a dollar from it, great. And if I don't like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And that's, that's like. I'm significantly happier, like, with, like, going into something with that outlook than, like, if I was trying to monetize this podcast and make a ton of money, right? Like, yeah, and I still run see- ads because I got to support, like, I have to buy stuff for yeah. this.
1: but it's, like, you see so much, you see so much of that, like, all these people trying, you know, to peddle this or that and, like, start these businesses and, you know, and I don't, you know, and it's honorable, you know, if they really are trying to make a better life for themselves, but it's, like, everything is just so, like, shallow like you were saying Mm -hmm. like so materialistic and people are just trying to chase the dollar too much i think
0: yeah it's sad and it's it's hard because i i read i recently read this um i can't remember it's just a short story it's called um the mexican fisherman and essentially what it is is it's it goes like there's a man, he's a a fisherman in this small Mexican village. Mm-hmm. Um and he wakes up in the morning, catches just enough fish to take care of his family, does his chores and then spends his day playing guitar and hanging out and swimming with his with his kids, right? And an American Harvard Harvard business grad, you know, comes to the island and meets the fisherman. He's like like you know, if if you were to, you know, catch more fish and employ more people and eventually you could you could buy bigger nets and then you could hire more people and you could buy boats and you could bring in more fish. Yeah. And then you could spend time playing guitar with your family once you've created this successful business and you've mm-hmm. done all these things, right? And the fisherman's like, I already do that, like, and that I, I, that resonates with me because I've spent so much of my life like trying to build my career and make money and and mm-hmm. and provide well for Sarah and I. And and while like I've been able to do that, I've realized like I've kind of like I don't know what I love to do anymore. Like for a long time, I was really passionate about watches. I love building them. I like fixing them. I like learning about them. Mm-hmm. But recently, like I haven't. It's been a couple of years since I've really been fired up about something mm-hmm. um, and like I've tried I've tried to like have this mindset of you know like I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna do my, my best job and if it if you know it works out and you know I, I work in sales I'll, if it works out great and if not like it's not the end of the world like I can still go home to my beautiful wife and my friends and I can spend time doing what I love like I don't have to build an empire to be happy you know yeah. like I can build I can be happy now and so I don't know I feel
1: like this has gotten. It's gotten very, very philosophical. philosophical. Yeah. We came in and we're like, we're just gonna talk about pop culture. We're just gonna <laughs> like run our mouths and like talk about this or that. No, but, um, I, I was reading or watching something where I was kind of talking about how a lot of millennials struggle to find their identity or they'll start their careers, you know, and be super excited. And then as they get into it, they'll, they'll, you know, worry, I'm not making a difference. You know, mm. what, what is it that I'm doing? That's really important. And I can't remember who it was. It, it might have been a TED talk, um, but the speaker was saying, "It you have to be patient. It doesn't happen overnight, and you can always change your route too." You know. Yeah, and
0: I've <laughs> I have a hard time with that, like wanting to change my route because I've well, gotten it's, comfortable.
1: Well, and I think that everyone, you know, not to bash on millennials, I don't. I we are millennials. Yeah, we are millennials. And I think there's a lot of awesome things about our generation, but I think one thing that we struggle with is patience now because everything is so instantaneous. We don't know how to be bored anymore. No. And so when we start something, we want like the end result. And, you know, we, we, I, I just think we just need to be more patient with ourselves and we need to realize stuff takes time. You have to, you know, learn more, you have to progress and whether it's your careers, you know, relationships, what whatever. Um, but, you know, we can't, we can't expect to start out changing the world or yeah, we can't, we can't put that pressure on ourselves if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you look at people who you're like, I think I I can't, I think it was Steve Jobs who said those who think they are crazy enough to change the world do. Mm -hmm. And I think to an extent that rings true, like I can change my world. Right. I don't have to change the world. I don't have to create Amazon. I don't have to, you know, reinvent the iPhone, Mm -hmm. but I can, I can change the way that like my marriage works or I can change how I, how I raise my children or, you know, like those sort of things are what matter.
1: Yeah. You know, and you just have to make up your mind to be content. Yeah. And not, you know, the grass is going to be greener when I do this or when that happens, you just have to kind of focus on what you're doing now. And if you're not happy with something, you can evaluate and, you know, Mm -hmm. you can readjust whatever, make some changes. But, you know, I I just feel like a lot of us put so much pressure on ourselves to be, you know, one thing or perfect. And we just need to give ourselves more credit. I just need to stop caring so much. You know, like at the end of the day, like, and I agree with you. Like, what's your greatest, what's, what's a weakness of yours? I care too much. (laughs) (laughs) Like the classic, like interview. Yeah. I work too hard. Yeah. I work too hard. Like, shut up. No, you don't. I,
0: <laughs> I it's, it's true though. Like I, I, f- I find that sometimes I care too much about um, like how other people feel or about my, about work. And I think it's important to care to a point where like you can ex- like succeed, but we, and this is just me. Like I worry way too much about things. Like mm. at the end of the day, like I don't really care no, do, what though. my friends think or, you know, what my family thinks or my in-laws or whoever, like. I'm going to do what I know is best for myself and Sarah. Right. And like, that's, that's how I can change the world. That's how I can change my yeah. world. Yeah. And like, once I've kind of let go of that, like I've been significantly happier just cause I don't have that pressure to perform and like put on a face. And like, I deleted Instagram for a couple of years and mm-hmm. like, it was so liberating to just like, I don't care what anybody else is doing and I don't yeah. have to post anything. Yeah. And now I use it more for like, I don't feel that pressure to post. You know, like I don't feel like, oh, really I'm going don't. out
1: to dinner. Like I have to order something that's going to look yeah, good. So on I can take a picture and then yeah. post it on my story. I don't I know. I really don't post like a ton. Honestly, I go on it for like a lot of memes. I love it. Dude,
0: <laughs> I've been following this uh, middle class
1: fancy meme page. <laughs> it's so freaking funny. Like they they post some of the craziest. And like, Instagram has the best memes of any oh, social yeah. media platform.
0: Dude, when aliens you see in- some
1: funny ones on Facebook, but Instagram has the best ones. What, Let's be real. When aliens invade, they're gonna be so pissed that this is what we use the internet for. This is what we spend our time. They're through. like, what we the hell? Like
0: memes. They're like, we've cured every disease, <laughs> and we can communicate <laughs> with other planets, and uh-huh. you are sending pictures of dogs, mm-hmm. and I'm totally okay capturing them. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dogs with human names. Like they're gonna be so pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be the day. Do you think? Do you think aliens have visited Earth?
1: Oh gosh. We're getting into the conspiracies, and I mean, we don't have to. I mean, I'm sh- you're I smart mean, what dude. Are though, we, like, what I are we? I mean, research. well, we're taught. Okay, well, we're taught in the church that you know God has populated you know cosmos and their other their other worlds. However, they look exactly like you and I do because man yeah, was created in God's image. I do think like the possibility of
0: like there being other Earths like ours, like totally possible. Oh, 100%. absolutely. Yeah,
1: I believe it 100. But like extraterrestrials, yeah, like ET. Like you're talking about like <laughs> alien-looking creatures. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe they exist. No. No. If they're, there, there, there are other worlds or other people on them, but yeah. they look just like us. And whether if they visited or not, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not the one to ask. I'm sure the government knows. I'm sure the government doesn't know. I think they say they know more things than they actually do. I think they they just like to like dangle the carrot in front of us. I think so. I don't know. I I don't know. But I always wonder, like, what does the government know that we don't? Everything, dude. <laughs> dude. Well, there was that. Okay, there was that meme. I sh- I remember showing it to you because you laughed. It was a picture of like. Because <laughs> you the, laughed. <laughs> it was like a picture of like one of the Obama daughters like partying, and it was like. <laughs> It's like when you know the truth about Aliens 9 and who the next 10 presidents are going to be, but you got to pretend <laughs> yeah. that you like Pod. Yeah, like you pretend you like Molly. Yeah, so it's like, I I, I don't know. It's like, what do they know?
0: I, I do believe that there are secret entities that are controlling stuff, for sure. I think the Rothschilds are real. <laughs> I do, and I'm not going to get into it because I'm really tired and... That's we'll save this for another. We'll save this. We'll save this for another
1: day. But I really do. We'll discuss conspiracies at oh, length.
0: God, dude, I, I can't do one because I just get so sucked. Have in you so heard bad. about
1: the QAnon stuff? No. Oh my gosh, it's insane. What's QAnon? We'll talk about, again. We'll talk. Give me about the thirty-second pitch right now. It's like this. It's this huge like conspiracy. What? And Q is like some. I don't know if it's, like, a person or, like, a group. They don't really know. It's this anonymous, like... The letter Q. Yeah, the letter Q. And they have all the government secrets. And there's, like, this sex ring. Oh, hell yeah. Like I'm listening. The Clintons <laughs> and George Soros and, like, all these people. And they believe that um, they... Uh, oh, it's, like, it's so much. My Like, one of my aunt's friends, who's, like, a very, like logical Christian woman is, like, completely a believer of this. I don't know. I don't know tons about it, but there's, like, some sex ring where they, um, they, like, it's, like, a child prostitution thing, and then their babies, like, aren't listed in, like, the U.S. records because they're, like, off the records or whatever, and then they take their blood and inject it into them so they can, like, become young. It's just this crazy thing, like, Whoa. I mean, just... just
0: I just looked it up, dude. Yeah, the, it's what is QAnon? A guide to the conspiracy theory taking hold of Trump supporters. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, God. and so they think I don't
0: have time to get into this kind of stuff. Know, I really a whole want to though. Can
1: of worms, and they think that and they believe that President Trump is like here to um, basically like expose this. And so that was his, that's like his mission that he was sent to do. And there's something about like the Mueller investigation, how oh that played a part into it. I'm so and sick. It, of and it had about something that. to do like with that pizza shop or whatever. What did you hear about that? Anyway, have I been under a rock? I'm you know, always like one of the The first thing is, like hear, this isn't actually like being reported because oh. it's not factual. This is the deep cuts of this Fox. Is news. This <laughs> is this is like the dark web. Oh, for lack of better terms. It's Dude. like you go into a rabbit hole on the Internet and like this is what you find out.
0: Dude, my professor this semester thought the dark web wasn't real. She thought I was making it up when I talked about it in class. She's like, that's <laughs> like if that existed, like we would know about it. I'm like. No, like, it's real. Okay, She's so like, the dark what? web
1: is, like, selling, like, st- stealing identities and, like, credit cards and all that. Yeah, it's and, like, and, and crime. Then, like people Yeah, it's like an she organized crime. She thought thing. it was, like, a fake. She didn't think it was real. So does she not, so does she deny that people get their identities stolen every She's, single day yeah, in this country? I don't, I don't know. Like, we didn't get that into it, but
0: I had to, like, <laughs> I had to tell her, I was like, no. No, it's, it's, like, it's real. You can buy human organs on the internet and yeah. weapons. Like, it's, yeah. Like, I mean, look up, sure, like, look up Tor, like T-O-R encryption. Like, yeah. that's how they do it. I like, mean, I'm sure that you're going to
1: get put on some list for looking this up. Like, I'm going to get put on knows. a list for talking about it. <laughs> yeah, really? well, they're probably listening to us right now. Dude, the
0: NSA is like 200 yards from my building at work. Did you know that? No. Dude, there's a huge concrete building in Lehigh. It's on the west side of the freeway Uh uh-huh like past the gardens like up on the hill huge concrete building nsa are there like no windows oh none it's crazy (laughs) bro i just learned about it on friday i'm gonna do some more googling we'll have to go out there i
1: don't know if you can well is it like fenced or what um, I want to drive by know. next time we go and see your place being built. Let's we'll do a, it, <laughs> we'll, Let's do a drive by. Let's see how close we can get <laughs> before being told that we need to leave the premises. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is dig- this is digressed so fast. It, it really has, Mike. Thanks I, for knew coming that, on, I knew that I knew that we wouldn't have like one topic that we're going to talk about. This is this is for those of you listening. This is basically all of our conversations. We d- we just wanted this to be like an organic <laughs> conversation between Sam and Mike, and this is really what it's like. Yeah, it's been real. It's been
0: fun, dude. Thanks for coming it has on. Been. Absolutely. We'll get you on for round two. We'll talk about conspiracy theories. Oh, please.
1: Sounds good, man. We'll back in a minute. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week.